Welcome in to MVM Plus. This is the bargain basement of bargain basements of Kaiju Broadcasting, uh, where we are having an unscripted, unedited discussion about our top five OG Ultraman episodes. And today we've got two guests with, with us. We've got Michael. Hey. The Kaiju groupie himself. <laughs> and we've got our buddy Matt. Hello. What's up, Matt? Matt is a host of the Kaiju Transmission Podcast. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for Thanks inviting for us. us on. Yeah. I'm glad I could be here we, as well, uh, Eric. Thanks. Um, oh, yeah. Alex is here, too. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot his code. Alex is here, but he's he's the fourth wheel. He's the fourth wheel at this point. <laughs> Alex, is like a, Alex is like a cold sore. He just doesn't go away. That's right. He doesn't right. go away. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were chatting beforehand a little bit and, and kind of making some predictions about what our top five Ultraman episodes are going to be. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how right and how wrong we are. I've already predicted Michael's top <laughs> episode, but we'll get to that. Okay. How predictable. Uh, <laughs> but let's, let's go ahead and get into it then and start with our number five choices um matt i want to hear from you first actually what would you have for your number five choice of ultraman episode og i'm gonna go with uh, a gift from the sky mm. which is episode mm, 34 nice. with sky yeah why'd you choose that one man man so the director Josoji, who's the, the guy's a, a crazy man but um I just like the concept of they can't do anything with this monster. It's too heavy for even Ultraman to lift. And then, of course, you have the thing where, like, they literally attack it by shooting, uh, what is it, hydrogen or something or whatever into its butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, oh. it was just it's, – it's a wacky episode. It kind of gives you um, – it gives you the battle scenes. It also injects a ton of just, like, weird, dark kind of humor, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, so, I, you know, we have, we didn't really discuss. So what if we have ones that overlap? Like, if I have that one as one of my top five, what do I do? Eric, do I say let's, that? Let's go, ahead and, let's go ahead and talk about the episode here. Uh, and then when we get to it, you can you can repeat that, okay. Alex. Yeah. But why was it in your top five then, Alex? If you, you, you said this one is in your top five? Yeah, yeah. It's in my top five. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, it's just like... What he was saying that this this episode comes late. It's like episode thirty four, and it's clear that the writers really understood how ridiculous the show was at certain moments, and so they devoted an entire comedy episode about how to defeat <laughs> one monster. And yeah. you know, I, I like that each segment has the mission, <laughs> like their mission title name. Uh, so there's like four different mission titles. They say the name of it, and then the title card pops up. And it's this almost like proto-Wes Anderson episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it just feels so comedic and wacky. And I just really like it. And it's like he said, it's got the greatest line of not just Ultraman, but maybe history. Aim for its butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it really is good. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, Michael? Did you have a gift from the sky in your top five? I did not. I did not have it in no. my top five. Oh, ne- ne- neither did I. And and I guess we should actually take one step back here 
and kind of talk about how we chose our top fives. Like, were we choosing, you know, just what we thought were the best made Ultraman episodes? Uh, were we choosing the episodes that we had the most fun with? I, I kind of chose a mix. You know, I chose some that I thought were really well made, others that kind of moved me more emotionally than I expected. Mm. And then others I chose because I thought they were just a good representation of Ultraman or an aspect of Ultraman mm. that I appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, how'd you choose your top five, man? Well, I really, mine were all based around things that each episode really surprised me with. And, like, really showed the uniqueness of, like, what the franchise could go on to do. I don't know if it does or not, but it's that episode uh, that we just talked about, the A Gift from the Sky. Now I want a comedy Ultraman series. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this thing was awesome. So I was all on board. Yeah. So anything that gives me something fresh is is on my list. Michael? Well, uh, I, I literally just picked the ones that were the most memorable to me. Mm. Um, I remember I haven't, I haven't rewatched the entire OG series of Ultraman in a couple of months. And so it was a lot of fun going back and, and revisiting some of these episodes that I do actually remember and thinking to myself, yeah, those are, those are pretty fun episodes. So that's, that's literally how I composed my list was I, I picked the ones that I could remember the most vividly and then just kind of went from there. Yeah. Nice. Well, what you, I, uh, you, I decided to say screw the rules and I picked a top eight <laughs> because that's how I roll. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I picked kind of along the lines of things that move me the most. Um, there's one particular episode that, that just resonates with me. And then some episodes that are just incredible monster action. And then a few that have uh, surprising depth for a show like this that I, I think is probably unexpected for people that are checking it out the first time. And so I kind of put that list together. Um, like, I don't, I, like, I don't think anybody's going to say a gift from the sky is a masterpiece, but it is hilarious. And I think that's um, what, you know, sir, gets it on the some list. people here would say it's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> would that, per, would that someone be you, Alex? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, you have eight episodes. Does that mean you have like three honorable mentions here? Uh, well, technically, I have a two-parter, which is giving one of them away. And I was like, I can't really make this two episodes. And then I have the honorable mentions that I was going to go with would be A Little Hero, which is um, the episode with Pigmon where he met, meets his untimely demise. It's Pigmon yeah. is awesome anytime he's an Ultraman for anything. And he appears in like several different iterations throughout the series, but he's great. And then uh, Monster yeah. Graveyard, which is like basically dealing with depression for a monster and it's insane and again that's also directed by Jasoji, who directed a gift from the sky and yeah. so you can kind of see the same really oddball story beats and the way that he just mm-hmm. frames all the different shots and stuff so those would be my two honorable mentions oh, yeah. and like it was really tough to make a top five so oh yeah yeah, yeah. for sure well Jasoji, Jasoji is going to come up a couple more times i'm certain of it uh-huh. uh, i know i mentioned him a couple times but alex Let's let's go to your number five episode here. I know um, Matt just mentioned one of yours. Yes, he did. Is it your A number five? Hero for me. Uh, okay. And I think this is the one that really makes Pigmon a thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know he was in Ultra Q, and he was in an earlier episode of Ultraman. But this really makes him stand out. It really gives. It really solidifies him as like a real character. And I just really liked. I mean. 
it it made me feel something for little Pigmon. Like I felt so bad for him when he died. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just makes his character really noble, and I could see why he's a fan favorite. Because I don't think he would have been a fan favorite without this episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. Michael, did you have a little hero in your top five? I did not, sir. I did not. Yeah. I I like that one, Alex. It wasn't in my top five, but I like that one specifically because it it showcases Hayata's humanity a little bit. Yes. Right? You, Hayata actually gets on to Ide and challenges Ide. And you don't see much of that from Hayata, really. He's more of like the straight up Clark Kent type of character. Really, you don't really get any character from Hayata. He's the you only one who much. I feel like was never really defined. And then this episode yeah. really did let him shine for a change. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Michael, what was your number five? My number five? Well, mm-hmm. I had to call an audible and flip my number five and my audible <laughs> mention and my honorable mention. Uh, uh, okay. So for my number five, I'm going to go with episode 16, Science Patrol in Space. This is the one where uh, the Bolton race show up uh, again and they mm-hmm, come with an yes. they come packing and they come with an army. Um, mm-hmm. Although the special effects, eh, they're not great. Um, it was still a fun episode for me because I, I I think that Boltan is probably one of Ultraman's best is probably one of Ultraman. The series best antagonists. Uh, and he's, it's just a fun episode. Yeah. I yeah. really like yeah. his first appearance. Uh, I don't have that in my, in, is that in, in the my third list, episode? but shoot the invader number two, episode number two, where two. we just kind of appears and disappears and all that stuff. That really is what sold me on Ultraman. Like, I was like, okay, like this is really interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, my number five uh, is a Jisoji episode, and it's episode 15, Terrifying Cosmic Rays. Um, <laughs> this episode, to me, <laughs> it's, it's just one that makes me think. You know, it's, it's a short episode, and in a, in a short episode about kids' art, <laughs> Jisoji really oh, explores yeah. creativity lost destruction through this tone that leaves me unsettled completely at the end. It's a really experimental episode. There's, there's settings there that I am just unfamiliar with as a Westerner. Um, at, especially at the end when the kids are like looking up at the stars and that setting where there's like all those stones, um, and they're like sitting on them. Oh yeah. It, it's a different type of episode that I found, actually pretty terrifying it's called terrifying cosmic rays and i actually found it a little unsettling well, um did anybody else choose that episode in, in their top five i did not but let me ask you would you put this on par with is it episode 15 is it the same episode number in ultra q where we see um oh conigon the purse kaiju it's oh, the best way I, yeah uh, is it, yeah, is it looks it, like a coin you, purse yeah yeah coin purse yeah. yeah would you put it on par yeah. with that one eric that's one of my favorite episodes of Ultra Q, so I don't know, um, but it, it does have a similar it does have a similar vibe about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so I, I like that comparison, but I, I'm not sure if I'd, I'd put it right there right. because it is one of my favorite Ultra well, Q episodes. Now, Eric, you made the comment that this was a short episode compared to what? Well, <laughs> I, I what I meant to say. <laughs> What I meant to say is within a short episode about kids' art, right? Not that it was a short episode about kids' art. I meant to say within a short episode about kids' art, 
there's a lot that's being explored. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, if nobody else has that one in their top five, let's go ahead and move into our number four slots. Uh, Matt, we'll come back to you, man. So I picked the uh, the Bluestone of Barati. I'm not even sure if I'm saying oh, that right. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the early episodes. Um, I think it's episode seven, and this is where they basically go out and they find this um, city that was thought to not exist. And there is a mirage, and there's this monster called Antler that's basically this giant beetle that can create magnetic waves. And there's a whole lot of just like lore that they toss in, and they introduce Noah's Ark, and they're like out out uh, Mount Ararat and different things. And then we find out hey, this may have not been the first Ultraman after all because Ultraman came back and he kept Antler at bay several thousand years ago. But now the monster's back with a vengeance. And I mean, it's just really well done. I think it's excellent storytelling. There's some depth to it. Um, The idea of Ultraman, this not being the first Ultraman or the first appearance from Ultraman to humankind is pretty interesting. And the fact that Ultraman doesn't actually defeat the monster. It's, It's the... Uh, the Space Patrol, they get to use a, a weapon that was left behind from the first Ultraman or Ultraman Noah to mm-hmm. defeat the monster. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that that was yeah. it. I really, I was really caught off guard when they, <laughs> it turned out there was more Ultra. I mean, I knew there was more Ultraman series, but I didn't know that they were going to be expanding upon the mythos in this in the first series, which was really cool. And like you said, I like that he can't beat the monster, just like the previous yeah. Ultraman clearly didn't beat him, just kept him away. Well, that'll and that's you know that's that that theme of uh, or not theme, but you know, Ultraman Ultraman not being able to defeat a monster fairly easily pops up again. And, oh, yeah. yeah, I think it does happen a couple of times, doesn't? it? <laughs> well, the, yeah, I mean, the final episode is, like, is we're talking about there. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It's 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 it happens a couple of times where you know, especially towards the end, as the series is coming to an end, the question is, well does the science patrol just rely on Ultraman mm-hmm. or can the science patrol actually rely on themselves? I think, um, I think we'll talk about that some more as we get into at least another episode of my top five. for oh, sure. Well, sure. Um, anybody else have that episode in their top five? I don't, but that is no. a good pick. All no. right. That was a good pick. Uh, Michael, what do you have for your number four? My number four is going to go to episode eight, the monster anarchy zone. Um, this one, this one was a lot of, this one was a lot of fun. Yeah. And actually this one has uh, a good, uh, sort of human plot to it because you see the space patrol actually, you know, work really hard to defeat the Kaiju and Ultraman. I believe if I'm remembering correctly, doesn't show up until like the, literally the last two minutes, uh, mm-hmm. to come and finish him off. And it just, it was just a really fun episode. And this one also features Pigmon and everyone loves Pigmon. So, yeah. My favorite part of this one is, uh, Hayashi rolling down a mountainside. <laughs> you know this one also has some good suspense to it too because uh this is the one where uh hayata loses the um oh shoot what is the little controller that makes him transform into ultraman called the beta capsule Uh, the beta capsule thank you uh this is the one where he kind of he loses it and so it's not an immediate oh i gotta transfer I, i have to transform into ultraman now it's more there he struggles more in this episode which you know i i really right. like because it was good drama mm-hmm. matt were you gonna say something about that episode 
This is my uh, my number three. So great minds think alike. Nice. There, yeah. Just I, I don't have a ton to add to what you said, but I, I love I love Red King. And one thing that I love specifically about Red King is like he's the prick of the monsters. He's basically beating his chest, and in his other appearance within the <laughs> series, it's kind of the same thing where he's gloating at the pain of other monsters and he's enjoying the beatings that he's dishing out. So I, I just mm. I really enjoy that monster in general. Yeah. Yeah, I do like Red King, and I, I have like watched ahead quite a bit, like some of the more modern series, and I didn't realize Red King was a big deal, but he shows up in everything. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah he, he is. is. He's, he's like, like he's like Bolton. Yeah, Gomer and Bolton. <laughs> See, you guys are bringing up these early episodes, which I, I love those early episodes that you're talking about. Now that I'm thinking back on them, my issue was is like I watched the first. 15 episodes took a break for a little while and then watched a bunch of other, I need to go back and revisit those early episodes uh, because you guys are reminding me of some really good moments. And most of mine, my earliest episode was episode 15, which I already mentioned. So Uh, those are good choices guys. Yeah. And we we already knew that Ultraman could be brutal at this point because you know, (laughs) Judas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, but which, yeah. which I really, I really did not know if Ultraman for a while was like, was actually the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys, did you guys like when he like rides to Dongo, like who can't see because his eyes are missing, and like slaps yes. his butt, like so as cruel. he's it's so cruel, <laughs> exactly, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that is such a cruel moment. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it really is. Uh, Alex, what was your number four? Uh, mine was My Home is Earth. Uh, you know, this was another one. There was only a, like maybe two episodes. Is it maybe the uh, my previous one, A Little Hero, and this one that actually gave me like a little bit of emotion. Uh, actually, the final episode of Ultraman didn't really do it for me, but this one was kind of heartbreaking too. You know, we get we get Jamila, this monster that's absolutely hideous, but it turns out it's this guy that went to space. Only to become mutated, make it home alive, and then be killed by Ultraman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he gets this really nice plaque at the end commemorating him. <laughs> we, but yeah. really what I really do like, though, is that we get that extra layer added to Ide, who's really meditating on what happened. And it, it felt to me like he did not know if they had done the right thing or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anytime they contemplate on that, I, I really appreciate it. I'm going to ask you guys I, really quickly: What did you guys think of Ide's character arc throughout this first series of Ultraman? Do you uh, think because when when the series first started, he was more of comic relief, I thought, and then by the time it was all over, he was actually taking like a more serious role on the Science Patrol. Mm-hmm. He was more than he became more than just comic relief. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I want Matt to answer this one because I know this episode is in Matt's top five. Right, Matt? <laughs> this is my favorite episode. Um, yeah. And for a couple reasons. One of them is E-Day, actually, because he goes from being comedic relief guy or the guy that solves and fixes all the weapons and stuff to a guy that has legitimate moral turmoil over whether or not they should even fight the monster. Because there's that moment in the middle of the episode where basically – the Paris HQ leader comes in. He's like, listen, this is what happened. We sent this guy on a mission to space and it failed and we neglected to go back and rescue him. And so now he's been on revenge. And oh, by the way, 
it's a human. It's not just a monster. And we need you to kill him and keep it secret. So there's this moral quandary about like, what is the legitimacy of actually taking this guy out? And there's a, even a moment where Ide, I think, shouts something to, to the effect of like, have you lost your human heart? Or have, is there any part of you left that's, that's human? And he's, he's screaming at the monster during one of the, the rampage scenes. Yeah. And, and then at the end, the thing that's really interesting and what's resonated with me so much is he's, Jamila is actually attacking during this peace conference. It's, it's, it's known as an international peace conference. And he's attacking that specifically. And it's basically like a stand-in for the United Nations. And they're in front of this building. And the building mm-hmm. has all these flags. And Jamila mm-hmm. takes out the flags. And the way that he dies is basically his planet doesn't have water. So they use water to kill him. And Ultraman does this. And as he's writhing in agony and he's screaming, he's actually throwing mud on the flags. And you can't tell me, like, that's a purposeful message. And at the end of the episode, Ide takes it one step further because he's looking at the plaque. And he's basically like, there's an episode, and I like the way it was translated in the previous release, the BCI releases on DVD. It says, politicians are always like this, only their words are beautiful. And I can't speak for you guys politically, hmm. but I know like, since I have been at like 18 and able to vote, I've always felt a shallowness to, to politicians. I've always felt they've exploited oh, yeah. things. And mm-hmm. I think that this episode really nails that. And by the way, one fun fact, and I maybe not fun, but horrifying is that Jamila's roar is actually the cry of a baby that they've altered into the monster's roar. So that's why it's both so foreign, but also like incredibly haunting. And as he's dying and like basically screaming in pain, I can't think of like, man, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that sticks with me and has always stuck with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, and that's what sticks with me is that when he's laying there dying, it's like, ah, Like, you yeah. really – you feel like Ide. You don't know if they did the right thing or not. Do you guys remember um, – there was a whole, like, big blow-up with uh, First Man, the the Man on the Moon movie, where they were talking about how, like, was the U.S. flag in the movie enough? Thing, like, imagine oh, yeah. this episode coming out, like, now. Like, it would just – like, people would be in an uproar. And I think that's what I, I love about it is the fact that Jasoji is, is very – He's specifically trying to, to, to convey his message, but it's on the screen. He's not beating you over the head with it. And then he brings it home yeah. with that last line of dialogue. And I just, I mean, to me, it sticks oh, with yeah. me. It's something that during the political season, I always quote on my Facebook uh, wall. So yeah. sure. You're talking awesome, about the, the Harryhausen film, Matt? The First Men on the Moon? No, Is that the one? no there's a, what's no. the movie? It came out a couple of years ago. I think it's just called it, First Man. It's, right? uh, it's just called First Man. It's the direct. Okay. Yeah, it's the director um, who did oh, 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 Whiplash oh, yeah. and La La Land. What's yeah, name? they were people were mad because they were like, "Well, is the U.S. flag even in this movie?" And then isn't in it enough? And it turned out like it was in the movie, and there was a very like specific sequence dedicated to showing the flag. But again, people get yeah. so bent out of shape over that right now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Matt, that, I think that was a great description of the episode. And yeah, that one I would have chose the episode uh, on my top five. I really would have, um, but I, I, I wanted to. I knew it was your number one, and I thought Alex would choose it as well. So I wanted to get another episode in here. Um, but my my number four episode was episode 28, which is Human Specimens 5 and 6. And I chose this episode because of what I think it embodies. It embodies, it embodies in my opinion, the sinister tone that Ultraman can sometimes have. Um, and it's the episode that introduces Dada, um, Dada. to us. Dada, yeah, a dad, right? Multiple iterations of that name. Um, I think it just has impressive effects 
and and human drama with a monster that can genuinely scare you, Mm -hmm. right? The way it it reminds me a little bit of that Balton episode in episode two that you mentioned, uh, Alex, because the monster can can break laws, you know, like he can uh, transform into a giant monster. He can disappear uh, and appear somewhere else. He can um, transform himself in to look however he wants. Right. It's pretty threatening uh, and genuinely kind of frightening. So um, that was my number four episode. Hmm. That's a good one. It was a good yeah. one. I kind of forgot about Dada, even though he appears in other stuff. I, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Um, what about number three episodes? Alex, we'll start with you, man. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Eric, I know you and me have actually talked about this one. Overthrow the Surface. Episode yeah. 22. Uh, okay. This was, this was the episode that really... Like, there were some episodes where I saw hints of what Ultraman was going to be. But this was the one that really kicked it into gear for me. Because it kicked off that three episodes in a row that really gave me a variety of things overthrow the surface. My home is the earth. And this isn't my top five, but the undersea science center, I think all three of these episodes are really interesting. And I, I think feel like overthrow the surface Ultraman finally found its identity. Cause like, it's so weird. All the camera work in it is just so bizarre and otherworldly when he goes underground. I really like all that stuff. And all the Paris HQ stuff, and it's just, oh, it's just really interesting. Eric, I know you like this one. Yeah, that I, so I I put that as my number two episode actually, um, and once again, it's a Desoji episode. Um, I could have gone with my home is Earth, as I said, but I just love you mentioned the camera work, Alex. I think it's how the camera builds the paranoia in the episode that I really appreciate. It's also just really experimental with its lighting and its shadows. I just watched episode eight of ultra seven, which is the Mark town, which is again by Jasoji. And honestly, it reminded me a lot of that episode from ultra seven, um, the Mark town. I, I think it's a great episode. I think the episode 22 and 23 may be the best back to back episodes in the entire uh, series. Yeah. So I think that's a good choice, Alex. Anybody else choose number 22? I did not. No, but that's a, that's a really good one. It, it almost made my... It was like in that next next set of episodes that I really love. And just so, G-Man, every time you see him like directing something, you're in for a treat. So, Yeah, absolutely. Now, he is... I did some research into him. You're right, Matt. He's he's kind of an interesting, weird guy. Well, he made a lot of he <laughs> but, made like kid shows and he made adult films. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure so did Kaneko. Things that, that we were, just can't find. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. He made. You've got the Buddhist trilogy, which I was kind of looking into. I was like, this seems kind of interesting. I love his style, like like that he uses. Um, and so I looked into like the Buddhist trilogy. And I see, it seems like interesting stuff. It's it's borderline pornography, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's not like it's not explicit. Like I think he's yeah, it's not some, exploited some themes through his sensuality, you know. Yeah. So um, I, I'm interested to look into it more for sure, for huh. sure. But Michael, what, what was your number three choice? <clears throat> you would you would catch me when I was taking a drink. Um, my number three is episode 18, uh, Brother from Another Planet. Uh, this is the one 
This is the uh, classic case of mistaken identity episode. This is the one where you've got uh, Alien Zarab. I think that's what he's called. I think it's his name. Uh, he comes to Earth uh, in this mysterious fog, and then that, that I want to assume he creates himself, and then he lifts it in the you know for the purposes of of brotherly love to show goodwill towards the Earthlings, basically to say, just basically to. Um, to fool them, to trick them into believing what he has to say. Right. Uh, and then later on we find out he wants to conquer the earth, just like every other alien in the uh, Ultraman series. But it's really interesting because the, the conversation between him and Hayata ends with him saying, I know who you are. I know who your identity. And we, I think there's only been a couple of times up to that point where, you know, the other cast members know who Hayata is. And it's just interesting to know. It's just interesting to me that, a, that an alien force knew who Hayata was, his identity as Ultraman and was going to try to exploit that. Right. I think That's you're good. right. That might be the first or second time that uh, it's anyone. not, it's not the first time. The I think the first time came during, we just, Travis and I just did this episode. Um, the I want to say the cry of the mummy maybe is where and it's where E-Day questions whether Hayata knows or whether Hayata is Ultraman. I think that's the episode. Um, it's either yeah, that it's one like or a, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of like a throwaway line at the very end of that episode where he's like, "Hmm," mm-hmm. it, but it, it almost is played like a joke because he yeah, ends up like yeah, on the top it of is a cliff. Like a joke. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, it's interesting because like you know the Ultraman anime, it just implies that. Uh, they actually all knew the whole time. They just didn't say anything. <laughs> now, one thing that the Ultraman anime did that was really good because it, it showed us what happens after Ultraman leaves a hu- after Ultraman leaves its human host. Yes. Uh, basically, it just wipes your memory. You don't know of any. You don't know. You don't remember anything that happened while you were Ultraman. Yeah. 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 Matt, what was your number th- three? episode so my three is when we talked about it's the mark uh monster anarchy zone has everybody if everybody's gone with their number three i'm happy to, to dive into number two yeah yeah, yeah what's number it. two man so uh the monster Actually, no, i haven't done my number three. Oh, you have a go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, i thought forgot. you did yeah. so <laughs> no my number three is uh episode 39 which is farewell mm-hmm. ultraman um and i alex i knew you, you probably knew i would choose this one but I just I felt more emotional than I thought I would yes. when Ultraman had to say goodbye here, and I just love the fact that Ultraman was willing to sacrifice himself for Hiata because he just said Hiata is a genuinely good person, you know, and that that flashback is a genuinely good choice, I think, because it was his fight with Jaras. Is that how you say his yes. name? Yes. Yeah. but i think that moment is chosen specifically because it marks a real shift in the series for me we've kind of joked about it before but there's that before that moment you know where ultraman almost seems cruel sometimes and then there's after that moment even during that battle he almost seems cruel and taunting jaras you know but then at the end he he pays respects to jaras um and you know covers him with his little neck flap thing. So I think that, that technical um, term, technical term, neck, neck, neck flap thing. But I think that flashback is interesting. I think it's purposeful there. And as it was happening, 
it just kind of helped put the whole series in perspective for me. And again, I was I was more emotional than I thought I would be at the end of the series. So episode, it was also just a culmination of all the episodes put together. So yeah. episode 39 for me was a solid number three. Okay. Yeah. I really like episode 39. It obviously didn't make my list, but like, I don't really hate any episodes within the, within this like particular show. But what I loved about yeah. this episode is that Ultraman doesn't kill the monster. It's the humans. And it's yeah. like this, this passing of the baton yeah, they exactly. realize that Ultraman doesn't isn't needed for the world to be safe. It can be handled by the Science Patrol, and I think that's a really pivotal yeah. thing to say as the series is ending or the show is ending. Yeah, that's the thing I liked about the series is that it did, especially the back half of the series. It really did show their technology grow as the mm-hmm. series went on, and it, it really it was the perfect point to, uh, like you said, pass on the baton because clearly their weapons had pretty much surpassed Ultraman. Yeah. No, it was really humanizing, I thought, just yes. just how they and empowering how they gained the ability to handle these monsters for themselves. Um, but Matt, you hinted at your number two. Why don't you give us your number two? So that is uh, the Monster Highness, a.k.a. the Monster King. And that's the two part episode. And I'm, again, I'm cheating here, but um, <laughs> it's the, the two episodes with Gomera, who's number one, probably my favorite Ultra Monster, who he appears in a, a ton of other shows. But I think this is one of those episodes that allows you just to sit back and put the show on and really take in all the, the, the scope of the monster destruction and all the craziness going on. While at the same point, giving you this idea of like there's this little kid who knows everything about the dinosaurs, which is basically us, if we're going to be honest. And right. he's nerding out the whole time and having fun with it. But I really love everything to do with Gomer. The sets are beautiful. The battles are ferocious. Um it's it's just nonstop action and like this is one this is this two part uh, this two parter is basically kind of what it's just turn your turn your brain off watch it enjoy it taking the monster action and it's so good from stop like start to finish that like I just wanted more when it came to an end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. This is the episode where or this is the two episodes where you know Ultraman really got his butt handed to him. I mean, we we really felt that tension of whether or not um Ultraman was even going to pull through for this one. And yeah. of course he did at the end. We all know that, but you know, trying to put yourself in that position of a of a of a child in the 60s, are you you're wondering is, you know, is Ultraman in trouble this time? And I, it just makes me think it just rem- that that those two episodes reminded me of when I was younger and, and watched say power Rangers. And I really thought to myself, Oh, the Rangers are done for this time. Um, <laughs> and then they somehow pulled it out. But anyway, but that Matt, that's actually uh, those two episodes are my number one for those reasons, just because it is fun. It is just a fun two episodes just to put on. And I think it, it encompasses everything uh, really entertaining and fun about the series. And that's the reason why I put those two episodes at my number one. Yeah. It's also brutal. I mean, like Ultraman rips right, off like, yeah. part of his face and his tail gets blown <laughs> off at one point. And it has that whole yeah. thing where, you know, maybe, maybe mankind shouldn't be messing with nature because all like Gomer was brought from an Island to the city, not because he wanted to be there, but because we did it. And that's that whole thing about, should we be doing the things that we're doing and messing with stuff in the earth? And like, that's, you know, that's, that's a theme you could explore, but at the end of the, the episode, like that brutality of Ultraman, just like ripping basically one of the horns off and it's, <laughs> I, I kind of yeah. felt bad for Gomer to be honest. 
Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. No, that's Which, a great episode that I think does encompass so many aspects of what makes mm-hmm. the entire series really great. Why we why we really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Alex, yeah. what was your number two? Well, what you were just saying kind of leads into my number two, actually, and that's Monster Graveyard. Uh, I really like this for similar reasons for why I like A Gift from the Sky. Uh, a Gift from the Sky breaks down the series from a how goofy it can be series. And I feel like Monster Graveyard really breaks down all the ramifications of everything that Ultraman has done. And it's a look back at how cruel he was to some of these monsters and if it was okay to even kill a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it also is about honoring their memory, even though they had to do what they had to do in some cases. And I, I just really like, I, I like that Ultraman had took two episodes towards the end of its series to really reflect on what the show actually was. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it, since it addressed one of my biggest problems, because I really did, I, I remember I messaged a uh, G man and I said, is Ultraman a bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, because, I, yeah, because he feels like what? <laughs> not to spoil the rest of the franchise, but you're going to ask that question a lot more <laughs> coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think I, I think it's awesome that it actually makes me ask that question. But I like that it firmly addressed it because as the series went on, it moved away from him being cruel to some of these monsters. And it got away from it, but I like that an episode at the end decided to reflect on everything it, he done. So that's that's why it's my number two. Yeah. Matt, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but it's not until we get to sort of the the later '90s, early 2000s series where it's blatantly obvious Ultraman is the hero. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a. I'm trying to remember which which one. There's a specific series that actually asks this question, and it pits um, mm. basically two different. Ultraman against each other kind of going back and forth about it but it's it's one of those things where like you know can we swear on this podcast or not I don't remember what your thing is so well this <laughs> a, this is well, uh, kind of MVM after dark so go for it man. oh yeah so so there's that whole thing about um like the super dick where is Superman a dick and you can very much do that with Ultraman where like mm. how bad is this guy? All the stuff that he does. We we mentioned like I mentioned the Dongo where he's riding around a blind horse monster mm. and basically trying right. to like smack him around and stuff. Like he does that kind of stuff all the time. Um so I think yeah, like the graveyard sequence is it, it allows the series to pay respects to the monsters. At the same point, Sibos, the monster in this episode, he just yeah. wants to die. <laughs> like yeah, that's what his entire goal is. He wants to die. It's so sad. <laughs> It is. He, he like really walks. Is. He he mopes. He's walking depression monster is what he is. And he's walking around sulking. He's, he's me. And Ultraman still beats the shit out of him. By the way, like Ultraman still smacks him around and like is like abusive yeah. stepdad style, like hitting him all the time. It's yeah. It's insane. Yeah, but yeah, I do like that. At the end, they just do the right thing and launch yeah, him into space. <laughs> <laughs> but tie him to a rocket. <laughs> now this episode was actually it was when I said earlier I I had to call an audible. This was going to be not my number five. 
which mo- which now moves it back down to my honorable mention category because yeah. I do I do like this episode I, I really do and and Matt's and Matt's right he is walking depression monster and you really feel bad for the guy you really do yeah. but uh, it's it's it really is it's such a good episode it is. He yeah. tries so to jump off a building and fly with his arms to get to the sky. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> that's right. Oh, poor bastard. Uh, I think we've gotten everybody's number two. My number two was Overthrow the Surface. Did we get everyone's number two? Uh, no, we, oh. you did not get my number two. What's your uh, number two? Sorry, Michael. My number my two, bad, my number two is episode 33, The Forbidden Words. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, this is this is the yeah, yeah this is the one where we meet alien uh, Mephilus. and Mephilus, you know, he doesn't want to necessarily conquer Earth. He doesn't want to overthrow or destroy Earth. He just wants to. He just wants to own it. He, he just wants, wants to, to be own. given it. He wants it to be yeah. given to him. Yeah, it, he's he's classic <laughs> millennial. He just wants to be given everything. <laughs> I feel attacked right now. <laughs> you too. I feel attacked. I'm on the upper spectrum, guys. Don't worry. I'm 33 years old. So. Oh, man, I'm older I'm than you. I'm, th- I'm almost 35, so oh, wow. <laughs> I still feel <Okay>. attacked. <laughs> so you're attacking all of us there. <laughs> Including right. myself. I'm attacking myself. <laughs> because sometimes, let's let's face it, we all feel a little entitled at times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, this uh, this is a lot of fun. And there was I was trying to think of what Alex just said a few minutes ago about, you know, sort of giving those callbacks to the repercussions of Ultraman's actions. And this this episode, I think, addresses the sort of the repercussions of the SSP's actions uh, over the course of this series. So, yeah, this just was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. It was one of the and it was one of the rare uh, episodes where it literally just ends in a draw. The the kaiju just says, it looks like I'm he basically, I'm paraphrasing. It looks like I'm not going to win this one. I'm just going to leave, but I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have been, have heard the fireworks happening in the background. No, uh, no, no, but they're doing them at my house too. Background. My dog is going crazy. So I feel your pain. Yeah. <laughs> But that just must mean that we're getting to our number one episodes. Uh, <laughs> nice segue. So, Alex, yeah, yeah, Alex, what um, do you have for your number one episode? Well, I'm now? sure everybody's probably put it together by now because I've mentioned the episode several times. But uh, my number one is A Gift from the Sky. Again, nice. I just want an Ultraman comedy series now because this, <laughs> this showed me that they can do it. Like, like I, I, yeah. I thought it was legitimately funny. And... Yeah, I, None of us put it as our favorite episode. You know, I want to ask you all a question at the end, and we'll we'll uh, we'll go into uh, butt rockets. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> God. Welcome Michael, to we Indian After covered, Dark. <laughs> yeah, we we already covered your uh, number one too. Is that right? It, we did. Yeah, mine was uh, the the two parter, the Monster Prince. And Matt, we got wow. yours right. Yeah. Yep. My home is Earth. Yep. So one. my number one episode is a pretty random episode, <clears throat> and it's it's not my number one episode just for a personal reason, and it's episode thirty six, which is "Don't Shoot Arashi," mm. right? And I know this one's completely random, and I actually mentioned it last week, um, but it just it sticks with me because of the climax of the episode. Um, so the monster in this episode. Zaragas or Zaragas, I don't know how you say it, 
But mm-hmm. his design, honestly, is pretty forgetful. But you may remember his power. He has the capability of getting stronger when he's attacked. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, you've got the hot-headed Arashi. He has trouble accepting orders not to attack and ends up making matters worse and worse until he gets to that point where he he's planning to basically sacrifice himself for the team. Right. But Hayata right. hears this happening um, and he doesn't allow it to happen. He's been blinded by the monster, but he gets up from his you know doctor's table there, rips off his blindfold and becomes Ultraman to help his friend. Um, and it's just the episode. The reason I chose it as my number one, it's just the episode that I lost my myself in. Um, when we get to that end, at the very end, and you have the emotional Arashi, uh, reciting the SSSP creed over oh, and yeah. over again. But the way that he says it is not this blind statement of loyalty to an organization. It's a statement of intention, right? To these meaningful relationships that he's built within the organization. To people like Hayata who are able to help him when he needs it. Uh, and I thought that was just a really moving mo- moment. And this episode, like, Again, I just completely lost myself in it. So episode 36, Don't Shoot Arashi, was my number one. Yeah, I forgot about those final moments uh, where he's yeah. having to recite that. That is a really awesome moment. Yeah. No, good I, acting. I was no, I love that. Uh, I, I enjoy that episode as well. Plus, uh, I believe Zeragus was part of that, like, the demo thing that came out a couple years ago where they were doing, like, an, uh, an it's basically like a CG Ultraman versus Zeragus short and it oh, came out I yeah. think in 20 was it 2015 26 i don't remember exactly when it came out oh yeah but if you haven't seen yeah. that it's really yeah. it's like three minutes long it's totally worth your time it's pretty yeah. cool looking yeah i think i did see that yeah. a while ago but i didn't realize it was zaragas now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah i'm um, surprised i was gonna say i'm surprised no one mentioned uh episode 11 the rascal from outer space that was another great oh, yeah. episode. That's with uh, Guyango, with where like the little, or- yeah, the meteorite or whatever the- basically can become whatever you want. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, one episode I was really impressed by. It didn't make it to my top five, obviously, but Oil SOS. It's got oh, the most yeah. bizarre monster, Pestar, who just explodes. Yeah. And then it is another 20, like, that's probably like another 15 minutes of explosions. And it's just, it really <laughs> feels like kind of like op- oppressive almost, like the atmosphere of the episode. And it's just the only problem with it is that it solves itself too quickly because I feel like there should have been some, uh, some sort of consequence. And it felt like, uh, I think it was E-Day didn't end up suffering the consequences I was thinking he would. That's hmm. the one with the uh, bat face starfish, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's an interesting it, episode. No, yeah. uh, you know, I think we've, we've all done our top five, right? I, I yep. did want to mention episode 14, the Pearl defense directive. Oh, man. Ironic. Ironically, this is Jisoji again, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's also my least favorite episode, but also the one that made me maybe laugh the hardest, uh, aside <laughs> from the, my favorite episode, because I never thought I was going to see a rocket actually shot off a monster's butt and see yep. what they said yep. up in, <laughs> to the atmosphere. 
You didn't know how much you yeah, needed so, in your life, the monster, <laughs> monster butt rock. Yeah, right? It's not something yeah. I knew I needed, but I'm glad it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but oh, man. The, it, that was probably, that, that episode is actually the one I probably consider the worst. It's very mm-hmm. odd. I think that's why. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got some problematic things to say about women specifically. <laughs> like, the, I mean, women I mean just I, exist. you're not wrong, really. Yeah, that's. I think when we did our review on our on our podcast, that's one of the things that like we talked about. It's, uh, yeah, it's problematic. <laughs> yeah, but well, guys, have we have we actually got to the end of this? And we haven't had any fights. Uh, we haven't had any major disagreements. Mm-hmm. I guess it's easy to do whenever we're all just agreeing about our favorites yeah. of a series we all like. Well, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I do have a little beef with you, Eric. Uh, you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> you mentioned the final episode, Farewell Ultraman, and how much you mm-hmm. liked it. And you did not mention Zeton once. And honestly, it's kind of a slap in the face. <laughs> well, honestly, Zeton as much as, you know, I thought it was I thought he was cool or it was cool. Um it wasn't the standout moment for me, actually. It was it was the culmination of everything else that had happened before. Zeton, I'm a little bit moment, the so. I'm a little bit disappointed. I was gonna say I'm a little bit disappointed no one mentioned the evolution of the Ultraman suit throughout the series because uh, it, that's, yeah, that's fair. Yes, that's it definitely point. changes from A type to B type to C type. Yeah, really, I really noticed it when obviously when it went from A type to B type because yeah. A type is a nightmare. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if I could have looked at that thing for an entire season, but I told Eric, I said, watch when. For some reason, when Ultraman goes from to his next suit, the show gets so much better. Yeah. <laughs> and it really there's a there is a correlation between when he finally starts looking <laughs> like he hadn't been beaten with a ba- baseball bat. <laughs> uh, the, the series really starts to turn around. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If we're gonna pour one out for this episode, uh, I think we should pour one out for poor Baragon, who got his body used. Throughout this entire series, but not his head. That's right. Yeah, he was like, was he like six or seven different monsters? They just reused the suit for him. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's obviously Baragon because you see the uh, like those little plates on his back. Hey, maybe, yeah. maybe that's what happened with his head. They formed it into the first Ultraman helmet, and that's why it's so awful. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else have anything else before we close? No, I think I covered my honorable mention, the uh, Monster Graveyard. Yeah. yeah I'm, Alex, I'm surprised we got through this with two uh, Annie Goji haters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. These losers. <laughs> oh, wait, Matt, you hate the anime go- Godzilla 2? Oh, okay, right, just go right. back. I, I, yeah, I all took... Right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the only crap. one on Twitter that actually hated it. Oh, please, I, I'm alone on Twitter. I think. Please the, go listen the, to. The, the, yeah, the anime is basically. Yeah, I did an episode on this where I just basically like took a dump on it for 20 minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> so. I, I'll be honest. I'm slowly but surely coming around because I feel like uh, it was, I think it was Nathan that brought this up that you have to watch them pretty much back to back to appreciate them. Oh my God. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here, Matt, that, before the episode, be like, I'm going to redeem myself. I'm going to be positive. Listen, I, I was going to be positive, <laughs> yeah. but I, I can't. 
Oh hey, man, that's we'll, we'll let we'll let Michael and Matt we'll let Michael and Matt have this conversation on Michael's podcast. All right, that's fair. That is that's fair. But but <laughs> thanks, guys. Seriously, thank you for for coming on. I, I do appreciate it. Yeah. This this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been. Thank you so much, guys, yeah. for having us. Yeah, thanks for yeah. the invite. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, until next week, guys. Try right. to, stay to stay alive. Oh, wow. Eric didn't even like drag it out or anything. Look at that. Confused me, yeah, everybody. No, no. I was, I'm a little disturbed <laughs> by it. Much like, see, everybody. Butt rockets. Yeah.